2: Purchase necessary. prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, Ken. Did you know that gold is the only currency that's held its value since the dawn of money?
0: Well, I did. Thanks to our friends at Legacy Precious Metals, the
2: most trusted name in gold investing. Investing in gold protects you against inflation and gives you a hedge against stock market volatility. Don't leave your retirement
0: to chance. Call Legacy Precious Metals today at 866 866- Six nine one
2: two one seven three, Or download your free investor's guide now at buylegacygold.com. That's buylegacygold.com. Bread aisle, are you ready to rock? Dave's Killer Bread is the country's number 1 organic bread for a reason. Always delivering killer taste, killer texture, and killer nutrition. This isn't bread. This is bread amplified.
0: justice system into the direction of the 21st century.
3: His special directives that he's enacted has given criminals kind of a get-out-of-jail-free
0: card. We need to use science and data in order to address public safety of violent crime.
2: Uh, his data and science is completely flawed. Nobody's safe in Los Angeles because of, of district attorney Gascon.
0: You will see that not only have I enhanced public safety. I don't
2: get that name on my face. That's the chap right there.
0: I am absolutely outraged at the lie that Mr. Gascon is sealed. He has
4: no business implementing laws of his own personal choice, which we voted against.
0: We've done so in a way that is much more both physically and socially responsible. Not only is he breaking the law, but he is not doing what he is supposed to do
1: as a district attorney, and that is protect his victims. He is in the wrong office. He should have been a public defender. He's voted in. He can be voted out.
4: Blue. Celebrating
2: us going home on this Gaskin
0: Direct. Crime is at a historic low in this nation. are a historic lows in the state. That's a bunch of baloney to me.
2: And now, for an update on the recall of L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon, here's John and Ken.
0: Yeah, KFI AM 640. This is the John and Ken Show. John's got some vacation time. I'm here with you, Ken. Uh, of course, we're live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. It's getting towards crunch time. That's right. RecallDAGeorgeGascone.com is where you go to get the petition to put this on the ballot, the recall. Yesterday, of course, the big story is he walked out at a news conference, made the announcement concerning the deaths of two police officers in El Monte, that the man that killed him, who benefited from Gascon's policies, how are we to know? He wasn't, there was nothing to indicate he was a violent person. I don't know, he's got a gang affiliation, he's carrying a gun? Still, we can't predict the future. And then when he was peppered with questions, he cut the whole thing short and walked away, particularly when they asked about his response to criticism from family members of the two police officers. So please get those petitions signed if you're an L.A. County registered voter. We're running out of time. Early July is when they have to have all the signatures in. While they have reached the number of signatures they need, they have to have a cushion because there's no doubt Quite a few signatures will be thrown out. Some estimates 15, 18, 20 percent of the raw signatures collected are not declared valid to be counted towards the recall. So please, please get a hold of that petition. So here we are. It's another day, another chapter. Uh, This story just popped up. A man arrested in the slaying of a homeless person in Pacoima was released from prison last year after serving just eight years of a life sentence for a double murder because George Gascon refused to transfer his case from juvenile to adult court. The person we're talking about is named Victor Bibiano. He's now 30 years old. They have arrested him for the killing in April of a 42-year-old man by the name of Mario Rodriguez, who was found shot at a homeless encampment, as I mentioned, in Pacoima, Apparently, there was some sort of a drug deal and a robbery that went awry. Now, Bibiano was 17 when he and two co-defendants were convicted in adult court back in 2012 in the killing of two rival Pacoima gang members and the wounding of a third back in 2009. So he did get life without the possibility of parole, special circumstance of double murder, attempted murder, shooting a gun at an inhabited dwelling, all of these kinds of enhancements led to his long prison sentence. But along came Prop 57, and that's what we're going to talk about now. Under Prop 57, all minors convicted in adult court must get a transfer hearing in juvenile court to figure out if they should be tried again as an adult. Under Gascon's directives, that didn't happen. And Bibiana was too old to go to any kind of juvenile facility So he was released. We're going to talk to Kathy Cady. Kathy Cady has represented many victims and victims' families, particularly in the Gascon era. She's been very busy and uh, has done tireless work on behalf of victims. And she can tell us more about this case because she represented one of the murder victims' families. Uh, Kathy, welcome back to the show.
1: Oh, thank you so much for having me, and thank you for your continued coverage of this really, really important um, issue.
0: Well, I want to Um, thank you for all the work that you have done. I mean, we've talked to you numerous times already, and it's tireless how much you're doing on behalf of people. And it's just sad that not only would you have to battle people like defense attorneys, you have to battle the L.A. County D.A. and his policies.
1: Right, and that's exactly what happened in the uh, Bibiano case. So... um, Bibiano and and others, as you said, were convicted of, uh, you know, it was a gang execution. And um, I I wanted to just correct one thing you said. It was of one gang member, but the other person who was murdered was not a gang member at all. They were just in the wrong place at the wrong time, if you will. And so two people lost their lives, and another person, um, you know, was shot and severely injured. And Bibiano was sentenced, he was convicted by a jury. He was sentenced um, to life, and along came Prop 57, and so um, the case was sent back for a retroactive transfer hearing. And before everyone's eyes glass over what that means, all it means is that the court was supposed to decide should the conviction sort of live in juvenile court or should it go back up to criminal court and then the sentence be reimposed. But because of Gascon and his youth directive blanket policy, uh, which was being implemented by Alyssa blair at that time she personally came in and told the judge that no the da's office did not want to even look at the facts of the case it's a blanket policy we weren't going to look at dangerousness or how Bidiano had done in custody or anything like that no blanket policy and they would not uh do a transfer hearing so Bidiano was released um And within a few months, he actually committed another crime, which he didn't even mention, which is a misdemeanor domestic violence crime. He was convicted of a misdemeanor domestic violence crime within a couple of months. And then, as you said, in um, April of this year, uh, he was involved and is now charged with the murder of Mario Rodriguez. Um, But again, even though this is the third murder, essentially, that he's now charged with, um, there's no special circumstances that are charged. There's no gang allegations that are being charged. So, um, you know, Gascon wants to talk about uh, data and science. Well, uh, what we know is that um, this particular case that you're highlighting today, this is the fourth specific murder that we know is caused because of Gascon's policies. You know, the other two were... Of course, police officer um, Santana and Corporal uh, Paredes from El Monte. And um, they, unfortunately, were murdered because of Gascon's um, enhancement and allegations policy, which didn't allow prosecutors to proceed on a strike allegation. So the defendant was allowed to get out. um, Instead of serving 32 months, which he should have been doing at a minimum, uh, he was allowed to get out early. And uh, unfortunately, then went to murder two police officers. And then there was another case earlier this year, Alejandro Garcia, who was murdered um, in January. And that was because of Gascon's uh, pretrial release and bail policy, where um, that defendant had two pending felony cases, one of uh, felon with a gun and one of drug sales. But because of Gascon's policies, prosecutors were not allowed to ask for, um, you know, the, the bail um, to keep him in, and so he stayed out of custody and um, murdered Alejandro Garcia. Uh, four and murders. Andrew. So we know of four murders uh, yeah. where Gascon has blood on his hands.
0: So in Just a year and a and half he, of this guy, four murders. Exactly. Let me ask you this, and, and Kathy. Those
1: are the ones we know about. They're mm-hmm. the ones
0: we know about. In the Bibiano case, apparently it yes. says in the news story, and this came from you, that there's some sort of a memo from something called the Writs and Appeals Division of the DA's office that states the law requires oh. the court has to conduct a transfer hearing, but it was yeah. uh, Gascon's directives that said no such hearing is going to take place.
1: Right. Well, actually, it's worse than that. Um, so there, wa- there was another case where, um, you know, the writs the and Appeals Division, which is, you know, made up of amazing attorneys who are brilliant, And um, they came out with the opinion that um, Gascon needed to follow the order from the Court of Appeals saying you need to do a transfer hearing. But not only did Gascon and his administration not follow it, they tried to cover it up, actually. They wouldn't even turn it over to the prosecutors who were handling these types of cases. They tried to hide it. So not only would they not follow the incredible wisdom of the people in Richard appeals but they um, also tried to not allow the prosecutors actually handling these cases to even know about that memo so um, you know once again for uh, an administration that says they want to be transparent um, and follow data and science uh, you know he's he's an epic failure he's a horrible manager The people who work for him have no confidence in him. Uh, We now have 35 cities and counties that have voted no confidence in him. But I want to just end by saying we can talk about how horrible he is and how many people he's harmed all day long. And unless we get enough signatures and we get this on the ballot, he will stay in office. So I urge all of your listeners, please get the petition, sign the petition, turn the petition in. We have to turn in all the signatures by July 6th which means we have to have the signatures to be able to prepare them. I mean, this is over half a million signatures and petitions that we have to organize, and uh, so that takes time. So we really need everything as soon as possible. So please, please get the petition, sign it, turn it in, and don't wait so that we can finally uh, restore public safety and and making sure that our streets are safe uh, to Los Angeles County.
0: All right, Kathy, thanks for talking to me once again and again. Thanks for all your work. Uh, Who are you representing in the Bibiano case? This is one of the victims' families from the shooting? Right.
1: Yes, uh, one of the victims, his name is uh, Javier, and I was representing his family um, in that. And I can tell you that they, um, as all families, have been absolutely devastated by what Gascon has done, by uh, his you know, he won't listen to them. He doesn't care about them. He is not respecting their rights. He's walking all over them and he's doing it because of his, whatever goal of trying to make sure that we let people out of prison and out of jail. And as we now have seen, we have four people who've been murdered because of his actions.
0: All right. We appreciate talking to you. We'll talk to you again soon. Thanks. Thank you so much. All right. That's attorney Kathy Katie, who, uh, devotes a big part of her life to representing uh, victims and families of victims, especially in cases involving the non-existent criminal justice system under L.A. County District Attorney George Gascon. This latest case, apparently a homeless man, was killed by a man who, under Gascon's policies, was released last year from any kind of custody. This is one of those juvenile things again, because when he was involved in a gang-killing years ago of course he's under 18 we have to go easy on people under 18. They had an opportunity under Prop 57 to still take it back and put it back at adult court but Gascon would have none of it and uh, his representative just went there and said nope we're not interested in trying to transfer this back to adult court we still want to treat him as a juvenile we want his sentence cut and it was and he was released and he went and killed a homeless man. More coming up on the John and Ken show, including the last chance today for your chance at $1,000 with the keyword. I'll be talking a couple of things after 5.30 with a state legislator. One of them is a bizarre bill that's made its way to Gavin Newsom's desk, which will take away a tool that police have for going after those who are involved in sex trafficking, prostitution. This deals with loitering, it's a little bizarre, but apparently it was passed by the legislature and it would end uh, that possibility of using loitering as a means to stop prostitution efforts, particularly where involved involves sex trafficking. And we'll talk, of course, about gas tax relief or gas price relief. It's coming up after the news at 530. We just got done talking to Kathy Cady. Kathy used to work in the L.A. County District Attorney's Office. She's retired, but... She's spending a lot of time working for free for victims and victims' families. And she's never been more busy since George Gascon became DA because we don't have anybody representing victims and victims' families. And um, this latest case was, uh, and a lot of them involving Gascon, have been with juveniles. He just believes, and he's explained this, if you believe his crazy theories, that, you know, especially a male, if you're under the age of 25, you haven't matured. Well, that may be true, but that could be just about like being responsible, and getting a job and having a family and taking life more seriously. But he extends it all the way to people who are, are murderers. I, I, it's really weird. So this guy was 17 when he was involved in gang murders, took the lives of a couple of people. And he's sentenced to a long term, thanks to sentencing enhancements, It gets cut, and then under Prop 57, because he was convicted as a juvenile in adult court, they had to go back and do what they call a transfer hearing to determine, again, if he should be tried as an adult or to just treat him as a juvenile. Well, Gascon would have none of that. He's got these uh, cronies that he brought into the DA's office. They're basically, some of them are public defenders or activists, there's this uh, uh, Lisa Blair. She personally appeared in juvenile court and told the judge that the DA's office will not participate in any transfer hearings. So that ended it. That ended it, and that eventually led to the release of Bibiano. And Bibiano went out, and he's now accused of killing a homeless man at an encampment in Pacoima. Gascon, yesterday at this bizarre press conference, is now trying this tactic that we can't predict the future. And these people, as far as I know, are nonviolent. I think he's even saying that, well, Bibiano didn't actually pull the trigger in the gang-related killing from when he was 17 years old. But it's clear, and you heard Kathy Cady tell us he was actually arrested again after his release, before he killed this homeless guy, that he's not changed. This was the idea behind three strikes. This is the idea behind sentencing enhancements. These are bad people, and unless George Gascon and his kind can come up with these remarkable rehabilitation programs that makes them all kind, brilliant, loving citizens, we can't take this risk. And what's happening is Gascon is releasing these people on a large scale. He's passing on prosecutions, which would result in long prison sentences. He's looking for ways to release people that have had long prison sentences. He's looking for, in case of the juvenile justice system, any way he can to forgive anybody for even the most heinous of crimes because they were under 18. I mean, everything cycles. And we saw this back in the 70s and 80s. We had some vicious crimes carried out by 17-year-olds. And we just decided, you know, why should 18 be the barrier? These people killed like a depraved adult. They should be tried like a depraved adult. And here we are cycling back where we now have a district attorney. Although I got to tell you, yesterday at that news conference listening to him, he was shaky. He knows that the wagons are circling around him. We can just get enough signatures. He's going out the door because people are finding out. You just heard Kathy Cady say, we know of four murders now. The two police officers in El Monte, the off-duty L.A. police officer, and now this homeless guy at the encampment in Pacoima who have been murdered by people that benefited from Gascon's policies Four people. There's gotta be even more. I was saying this yesterday. We learned in the case of Justin Flores, who got a light sentence for having a gun uh, and he was on probation as a convicted felon, a one striker, that he got that light sentence. How many times has Gascon done this? And these people are out there recommitting crimes. And I certainly hope the media turns over every stone because if it's involved in something really serious like a sex assault or a murder, we find out that it's just another person who benefited from Gascon. All right, I got more coming up on the John and Ken show here on KFI. But again, go to recalldageorgegascon.com to get those petitions in. Coming back in two days during this very hour. It's the one and only Moistline. You can participate by leaving a message. They're all heard. We have a very patient Technical director named Eric Sklar who listens to you do, don't you, Eric? You listen to every single message carefully or just about. Okay. Just about. Uh, you can use the iHeartRadio app there's a talk back feature, a little microphone. You can just call up the uh, Moistline number. It's been there for years, one eight seven seven MOIST 86, 1877 664 7886. And maybe if you put in a good word for Eric, you know, your call might get some priority. I don't know. That's maybe a bribe. You never know. You never know. We're going to talk now to State Senator Brian Jones. Um, He's going to talk to us about a couple of things, but we'll begin with the whole high gas price situation. Joe Biden today is calling for a federal gas tax suspension for three months. That works out to about 18 cents a gallon. It's not expected to really go anywhere in Congress, but he had to say something and do something because people are angry about uh, high gas prices. California, we've been angry for years, but the rest of the country with their $5 they're paying are catching up. We'll start with that. And then we'll talk about another bill on Gavin Newsom's desk dealing with uh, loitering, which is bizarre. Uh, Senator Jones, welcome to the Johnny Ken show.
4: Good evening. Thanks for having me on. I appreciate you guys. I listen to you every time I'm driving through LA.
0: All right. Yeah. You're down in the San Diego area. Right. Yep. All right. Let's talk first about, uh, the The call for a federal gas tax suspension, and of course, Biden put in there a call for states to suspend yes. the state gas tax. So, how do you what do you make well, of all the,
4: that? Well, it's good news, I think, for uh, commuters and uh, Americans. You know, the Republicans in Sacramento uh, a year ago. It's the uh, this week is the one year anniversary of our original proposal to suspend the gas tax in California, and I think gas has only gone up. Uh, you know, two bucks a gallon since this time last year, maybe more. more and yeah. Californians have been, Californians have been getting, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, hosed at the gas pumps. A uh, hundred days ago, Gavin Newsom came out on, uh, in the press and on a, on a press conference on TV and the papers and everything, and said, "We're going to give gas price relief to Californians." And in the last one hundred days, we've had crickets from the governor or the Democratic leaders. In Sacramento, on um, the price of gas in California.
0: Yeah, what he promised was—I remember his uh, speech back in January. Why don't we not let the gas tax go up on July 1st? We can at least give people that kind of relief. Yep. Even that idea is dead.
4: Yeah, yeah, that was his. That was the main point of his press conference that time. And then he also suggested that he might come up with a rebate program. And you know, I will tell you, it doesn't take. You know, the normal legislative process takes a couple of weeks or months uh, to get a bill passed. But the legislature, when there's an urgency need, an emergency need, we can pass bills in less than a week. And we already did that this year when uh, Cal Berkeley needed a secret exemption for their student housing. Now, I hardly would equate student housing as the same urgent need as gas price relief for all Californians. But we passed that bill in less than three days. The governor signed it and it went in effect immediately. We could do the same thing with the gas tax. We've been saying this for a year. Um, We did a big press conference uh, last week on the 100th day anniversary of, you know, Governor Newsom announcing he was going to do something on gas taxes. And still, we have not seen a bill proposed. We haven't had any conversation from any of my colleagues, nor has the governor uh, introduced language to get us to somewhere.
0: Well, isn't the truth that up in Sacramento and Newsom's office, they really don't want to give any relief to high gas prices because ultimately they don't want you driving gas powered cars as much. In fact, they're banning the sale of gas powered cars, new cars coming up uh, in about 15 years from now. So, I mean, honestly, and the problem is Biden could face some blowback at the polls this November because all these states with right. high gas prices could vote out Democrats. But California, they're, they're, they're kind of veto proof.
4: Exactly. And, you know, that's the sad thing is that not only are they veto proof, but they're conversation proof at this point in time. We can't even get the Democrats in committee... To have a conversation about uh, the gas taxes. I don't know if, if you remember several weeks ago, Kevin Kiley, the assembly member from Sacramento, had a bill in committee to lower the gas tax. The the Democrats on that committee hijacked his bill, got and amended it to add a gas tax increase. Yeah. And they all voted for it. And then the Republicans obviously didn't vote for it.
0: Right. I do. I do remember that cynical, story.
4: That's how arrogant and greedy. Uh, these Democrats in the legislature and the governor are being right now. And, you know, your listeners uh, are struggling every day to put gas in their tank, and they're spending hundreds of dollars extra per week to get to their jobs. They've already taken a cut in pay through the inflation that we're experiencing right now. And now we're adding the, the state legislature and the governor are adding this burden onto the backs of Californians.
0: Yeah, and they're talking about doing something in October now for some sort of gas rebate, but that's all we're hearing.
4: So they want to do a rebate program that checks or debit cards could go out in the first week of October or the second week of October. Well, what else happens at that same point in time? Oh, mail ballots drop at that same point in time. So, you know, I would be uh, appropriate cynicism of your listeners to think that the governor is trying to buy their vote with, uh, you know, a a bit of a trinket of a gas rebate on a debit card.
0: All right, now let's talk about this other issue. There's a bill on Newsom's desk from Scott Wiener, a state senator from San Francisco. Senate Bill 357 would apparently, um, well, it would legalize loitering with the intent to engage in prostitution. Uh, Now, why is why is this a bad idea?
4: Well, it's amazing to me that the bills that come out of the Bay Area, especially the San Francisco area, uh, when it deals with public safety. And I don't think San Francisco has anything to teach the rest of the state about public safety, uh, cleanliness, or uh, you know anything regarding theft and robbery. So what this bill does is it removes a tool from law enforcement that they use to impact human trafficking and prostitution on our streets every day. And uh, what this bill would do is make it illegal. It would, it would legalize loitering, uh, for lack of a better term. It would prohibit police uh, from using the loitering laws to engage with uh, pimps, johns, and uh, prostitutes that a lot of the the people caught up in prostitution are being trafficked by gang members or other um, cartels or other organized crime. And so we've got to find a way to basically save these people from the streets and this is one of the tools that law enforcement uses and the legislature wants to take that tool away from uh, the law enforcement and the prosecutors and it's just amazing to me that it passed and is now on the governor's desk so we want everybody to call the governor's office and ask him to veto that bill
0: yeah Uh, sb
4: 357
0: A lot of people look at prostitution as a victimless crime. It's a woman that's decided that she wants to make some money by selling her body. It shouldn't be any of our business. But you guys are making the point that there's a lot of sex trafficking going on here. And uh, these women are not always in control of the situation.
4: Uh, Yeah, exactly. And uh, many of them are minors that have been trafficked into the country. California is one of the worst states for human trafficking, by the way. Um, And most of the coastal cities are the worst of it. And so this is an affront to human decency when these young girls are and boys, too, are caught up into this uh, human trafficking, sex trafficking, and we're not doing anything about it to help them.
0: All right. State Senator Brian Jones, thanks for talking with me.
4: Thank you, sir. I appreciate you guys covering these important issues.
0: All right. He's from the San Diego area, Republican and, of course, Nothing happening in Sacramento from the governor or the Democrat-controlled legislature about gas price relief for Californians. More coming up on the John and Ken show here on KFI. I had meant to mention this earlier this hour. There is an organization. It's a nonprofit called the Fallen First Responder Home Program. They pay off the mortgages for the families of law enforcement officers and firefighters killed in the line of duty who also have young children. And they are offering to do that for the families of Officer uh, Joseph Santana and Corporal Michael Paredes out there at El Monte. That's a really nice thing. Uh, We haven't learned yet whether or not the families have accepted the offer of this, but that is uh, remarkable. Uh, The statement they released said these two men were answering a call for help and they were gunned down by a criminal, out on parole, a criminal who should have been in custody, but was set loose to terrorize the city. Senseless and tragic loss has torn apart two families and the entire El Monte community, and it could have been avoided. So maybe I'll try to get them on the show because that's a really nice thing if they're able to do that for this family. And uh, Paredes uh, is survived by a wife of 18 years. He's got a 16-year-old daughter and a 14-year-old son. And uh, Santana is survived by his wife of seven years with a nine-year-old daughter and two-year-old twin boys. So that would be something really wonderful for the family if that does come about. Recall DA, GeorgeGascone.com. A couple of minutes on Governor Dippity-Doo. His office made the announcement that they've recovered $1.1 billion in unemployment insurance funds. Uh, Remember, back in 2020 and leading into 2021, the um, uh, the Employment Development Department of California got so overwhelmed with claims that they just let anything pass on through. And that included prisoners and their uh, operatives working outside the prisons to put these claims in. Uh, Claims were made the names of celebrities. I think somebody submitted Dianne Feinstein's name and all sorts of cards went out. These are debit cards were sent to addresses that these people controlled and they cashed in. The report we saw was anywhere from $20 billion to $30 billion worth of fraudulent claims. So Newsom's excited to announce they recovered a billion. Well, hello, there's only like 29 billion to go. By the way, this money was actually from inactivated benefit cards. Um, so how hard was that? Remember what they did when they panicked over this, and they should have. They went completely in the opposite direction, and they just turned off the spigots on the claims. And they deactivated cards that they thought might be suspicious. That, of course, ensnared some people who were quite innocently trying to get their unemployment money. But they have to do everything in extremes. First, let everybody who puts a claim in get money. We can't figure it out right now whether or not they're eligible. And then, oh, my God, there's been fraud. Billions of dollars worth of fraud. I turn everything off that looks even remotely suspicious so we don't keep getting ripped off. Oh, oh, people who legitimately had a claim aren't getting their money. So I read this. It's like it was a big press release. Since they inactivated the cards, how hard is it to recover the remaining funds? So, by the way, it's not our money. It's going to be turned over to the federal government because the claims went through the Emergency Pandemic Unemployment Assistance Program. Uh, in case you don't know, a lot of the unemployment money is funded through the federal government and we are have to pay them back after a period of time and they do want their money. So it says, see, the agencies received at least 26.4 million claims and paid $180 billion in benefits. This story says it's 20 billion to scammers, but I have read estimates as high as $30 billion. All right, it's time to turn it over to Conway. Hey now, hey now. Well, uh, we're looking at
3: a suspicious vehicle investigation that closes the LAX departure level to traffic, so Mm. uh, just what you needed. You know, all the flights canceled, the prices are high, traffic is a mess.
0: (laughs) You can't get there. And now
3: you can't get there, yeah. Uh, But my sister's out there, uh, looking to catch a flight, so maybe we'll talk to her and see what the latest is at oh, LAX. Yeah. That's right. possible, right? Things wrong with her. Yeah. Uh, also, uh, Joe Biden, uh, your president's calling for a three-month suspension of gas and diesel taxes. Oh, not taxes. yours? Oh, it's yeah, your no, our, uh, mine, too, mine too, mine too, mine too, mine too. Okay. Um, but yours as well, all of ours, right? Uh, a woman, this is a horrible story, a woman and her dogs were killed out walking in Pico Rivera, and she apparently has been struck by lightning. I mean, Mm. what are the odds that you get killed in Southern
0: California by lightning?
3: You know, I've never heard of it. No, that's not true. Remember the one guy at at Venice Beach? He was in the water, and the lightning struck the water.
0: Yeah, it was 2014. We dug up the story.
3: Yeah, but uh, other than that, man, I think, you know, there's years and sometimes decades where, uh, you know, nobody gets wiped out by uh, lightning. What do you
0: think? Uh, Struck by lightning or killed by a shark? Which one is more likely? Oh,
3: I bet shark. I bet shark here in Southern California, yeah. It probably is. uh, You know, how about killed by lightning? While the shark was around, that's the Venice guy, right? That's the worst.
0: You oh, know. Yeah, that's right. He was in the border. That's
3: right. Yeah, could have gone either <laughs> way there. Um, and then uh, uh, three in uh, custody after a South Bay uh, SUV chase, which was not that interesting when it comes to chases, you know. Right. And, and the cops have this new thing where they can they can slow the car down by capturing one of its tires and man, I hope they don't uh, spend a lot of money on that cuz that really reduces the length of these chases.
0: What what are they lasso the tire yeah, with yeah. An old rodeo
3: it's a, rope? It's like a net and the, it goes around one of their tires and the ropes attached to the cop car and oh, they I, and slow it down.
0: I haven't seen that yet. Yeah. Is that cool to see? It's pretty cool to see
3: but but it's a waste of money. I wouldn't get it if I were the cops. You know, I'd let these guys run cuz look, the the chases are the only thing that like it's like a Super Bowl that breaks out. You call friends and family and text people you know, chase on four. Yeah, you get excited for this. Chase things. on
0: nine. It's great.
3: And you, you probably ranked them,
0: them all. Today's doesn't rank very high. Apparently,
3: no. today's uh, uh, like one out of five, maybe two, but two. Not, but uh, very close to one.
0: All right, thank right, God, man. Along with
3: you, buddy. Yeah, yeah the Come Conway on, Show Candy. is
0: coming Let's up go. next. KFI and KOSTHD2, Los Angeles, Orange County, live everywhere in the iHeartRadio app. Michael Crozier has the news on
2: KFI. It's never been more important to diversify your financial portfolio.
0: Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
4: Live Nation presents Concert Week. Now through May 14th, get $25 tickets to over 5,000 shows. That's up to 75% off a summer full of your favorite artists. Like 21 Savage, Alanis Morissette, Cage the Elephant, Celeste Barber, Dirk Spentley, Fade, Hootie and the Blowfish, Janet Jackson, Bop Kids, Kids Megan Trainor, Fistle Pluma, Sarah McLaughlin.